Welcome to The Gathering Place with Blessed Is She. I'm Jenna Gizar. And I'm Beth Davis. Pull up a chair and grab a drink. Or you could just keep doing what you're doing. Pull up a chair in your heart. (laughs) Come chat with us about Jesus, prayer, community, and life. So let's get started. Hey ladies, my name is Dara from Georgia. Um, I would love to hear more about how to make time for the Lord um, as a full-time working parent of two small children under the age of five. Um, I live in Georgia with my kids. My husband is stationed in North Dakota. And like, for example, this week with the Holy Triduum, I would love to be able to find, you know, an hour or more every day with the Lord. But sometimes I just can't even find five minutes. And how do you take a short amount of time and really make it worthwhile and meaningful. So thank you so much. I love y'all. Bye. Hi, Beth. Hey, Jenna. I'm really excited about Dara's question. Yeah, me too. Hi, Dara. I thought it was so sweet. I thought her voice was so sweet. I wanted her to read me a bedtime story. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Now that you say that, yes. (laughs) Dara, thank you so much for calling and leaving a message. It really touched us. So thank you. Okay. So Dara's question. I thought it was the perfect question to ask during Holy Week. Totally. Um, I think in general, we want to get the most out of Holy Week. We want to lean in Mm -hmm. in prayer, but um, it has applications beyond just this week. It's a question on everybody's mind. How do I fit prayer into my daily life? Or how do I create a prayer life that works with my state in life? Yeah, absolutely. I definitely related to it on a mom level too, because I know that it can be so busy and I used to work outside of the home and I know how challenging it is to be outside of the home. And then coming home, you want to just soak up your family and be with them. And so it can be really hard to set aside and carve out time for prayer. Um, I definitely related it related to that in that way as well. And I think not only state of life, like where you are in your vocation or your living situation, but also just your temperament. Yeah, that's true. You might not be a morning person and everything you hear and read is um, encouraging you to pray in the morning. Um, You might have an adoration chapel nearby, but you you know, there are so many factors that go into it. Where do you want to pray? How do you pray? What should you start with? Where should you read? So do you think the first thing is to figure out your temperament in that way? So for example, I'm realizing now that I do work from home, I realize that I work best in the morning and I like feel most productive in the morning. So since I know that about myself, do you think I then translate that into, okay, that's when I should have my prayer time and not in like a should way, but like that's where I would find most fruit in my prayer time. Yeah, maybe that's the place to start. Yeah. I mean, I spent a lot of years not being a morning person, <laughs> yeah. um, being a youth minister, working at a parish, and I had a lot of late nights, so early mornings wasn't really my jam. And because I had that Adoration Chapel close by, working at the church, um, I preferred to have my prayer there, so I would have it in the afternoons. But um, now I'm settled in this new role. And I'm, I'm really just taking Jesus's advice finally and having prayer time in the morning mm-hmm. and it's changing my life. Yeah. So I'm kind of on a pray in the morning kick, not only because of my circumstances, but because I'm learning about myself that when I connect with 
God in the morning, when I hear from him right away, I'm better disposed to be a Christian throughout the day. Totally. I'm kinder. I'm more patient. I've already been loved on and filled up. And so then I can spend the day giving from that overflow. So I think there's something to be said for as you're trying to establish a routine of prayer, um, just being cognizant of your temperament, your preferences, your needs, but also Jesus does pray in the morning in the gospels all the time. It says he got up before the sun, mm. before the disciples were awake and he went off to be by himself and pray. Well, that's amazing. So sorry, sorry to our, our night owls here, but <laughs> I'm just going to have to challenge you to pray first thing in the morning, you know, like before, honestly, I would spend half the day in like a grouchy, bratty mood. And then I'd go to prayer and Jesus would be himself and be so wonderful and love me. And then the rest of the day we cake. Yeah. So praying in the morning helps me to be that person all day. I think what people are fearful of is that I just don't have enough time in the morning. You know, like you just get up and you have to get ready for work and you have to get out the door and you make your call. You know what I mean? Like it's just like a, a fast moving thing, I think, in the morning. So I think that's where the struggle is. And so I really love Dara's question, part of her question that said, how do you kind of maximize your prayer time? in like a short amount of time. Okay, so I have two things to say about yeah. that. One, I think genuinely that's true for some people, that there isn't really time, and so they need to know how to make the most of the little yes. time they have. But I think for many of us, there's wasted time. <laughs> AKA <laughs> when I wake up and roll over onto my phone. Is that what you mean? Yes. <laughs> or like hit the snooze button. Yeah. Or like what if. Or showering. Who <laughs> <laughs> needs a shower in the morning? That. <laughs> no, but you know, if there, if it, it takes a little preparation, right? So yes. if you knew what you were going to wear the next day, if you already packed your lunch and you take your lunch to work or your kids' lunches, like what could you do the day before, the night before, the weekend, you know, to get ready for your week to have an extra, I don't know, 5, 10, 15 minutes in the morning. And gosh, wouldn't that just bring you so much more peace to have some of those things done and not be rushing to complete all these tasks first thing in the morning when you've only been awake for 20 minutes? Totally. Everything I feel like in life takes some preparation. It's just a matter of actually mm. doing that. Wow. That's <laughs> some wisdom right there. Can we put that on the You said it. I, did I actually <laughs> say that? Well, you said you should prepare, which really we should, like everything. No, but you said everything <laughs> in life. I mean, that that's something. I'm going to have to ponder that in my heart, like Mary. <laughs> yeah, so I think. What do you do on days where you don't have, like, how long do you spend in prayer in the morning? Okay, well. Yeah, you're, you. I am in just a super abundantly blessed season of my life. I have the luxury of making my own schedule for the most part. I'm not getting anybody else dressed in the morning. I don't have to check in with anybody, you know? So I pray in the morning 
before I come to work here at Blessed Is She headquarters. <laughs> and I have about an hour, about an hour in prayer. And I pray at a coffee shop because if I'm at home, I just like putts around, you yeah. know, like I take forever to get ready. And then I'm super rushed because I'm not ready because I've been putzing around. So <laughs> it's good for me to leave the house. And um, it's also just a little too quiet at my place. Like, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. But I pray well away from home and I, I leisure well at home. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So do you ever have days where like your prayer time is a little bit cut short? Oh, for sure. How do you make the most of that shorter prayer time then? Since you're used to longer prayer time. This is a great question, Jenna. I don't know. Okay. You know what I'll say? I'm going to not answer that question and I'm going to answer a different question. Raising the stakes. <laughs> <laughs> I would say... The beauty of having a cut short prayer time is that I now realize how much I need prayer. Mm. So when I don't have enough prayer time, I am really motivated <laughs> to be up and prepped and early the next day mm. because I know that I need more time because I want more time. Yeah. I was listening to a, um, a talk recently and he was talking about discipline, discipline in general, but um, particularly spiritual disciplines. And he said he doesn't do anything out of discipline. He only does things out of delight. Cool. And I, I have my prayer time out of pure delight. I wake up in the morning and I can't wait to be with the Lord. I, it, it motivates me to get ready to get out the door. Um, I look forward to it. I have a special drink, coffee drink that I drink. I have a spot at the counter. The baristas know me. So it's, it's a delightful place and time. So I want to do it. And that's, I mean, that's a good word for anybody who's looking to establish a prayer routine would be to find a place, even in your house. You, you know, you're like, I can't leave my kids back and go right. to the coffee shop. Yeah. Nice life. <laughs> um, so just to have like a chair in like a beautiful little corner tucked away in your house and you have your Bible and your journal and, you know, whatever your spiritual reading is to have those things close at hand um, and to have a place set apart. Yeah. I know some people have like little home altars and I think that's so sweet. And I think mm. a couple of our writers have talked about just simply lighting a candle when they're praying too, just as a way to like center themselves. And I just think it's really special. How sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not lighting any candles at the coffee shop. Okay. So in the morning for me, I get my kids off to school and then I have the baby. Oh my gosh. You're a hero. She's four months old. Well, I'm just showing that it's a little bit different. So <laughs> I have the baby here and I typically can't really pray with her next to me because she's like super cranky at that time in the morning. I don't yes. know why. Just Gabby's kind of a cranky baby. Anyway, so after I put her down for a nap, and it's like that in between, between putting Gabby down for a nap and then Beth coming over to the Blessed She headquarters <laughs> to my house. Um, I'll just sit. I have one in, one of two spaces kind of that I always pray at. And I'll just sit in one of those spaces and I pull out my um, 
Catholic journaling Bible that we did with our Sunday visitor that we partnered with to make. And that has really helped me dive into prayer. And I really just open up scripture. I've been in the gospel of Matthew lately, and I know Beth has too. Um, and I just read sometimes a verse, one verse will speak to me and really like cut right to my heart. And it's something that I will stop right there. Like I won't keep reading scripture just to read it. I won't keep reading just to kind of finish the story or so finish that mm -hmm. act. I don't know. I think of it as a play sometimes anyway. Um, but I'll just like stick with that one verse and I'll write it down in the margins of my Bible. And then throughout the day, Beth and I have the luxury of being able to talk to each other. You know, it's so nice to have a friend here at work with me. Um, and I'm sure a lot of you guys have friends at work. Um, but sometimes they're not religious or they don't, you know, they don't read scripture. So it's hard to relate to them on that level. Um, but it's nice that Beth and I do have that. So we're able to really say, hey, what did the Lord say to you today? Or or this is something that's really on my heart. Can we kind of unpack this together? And what do you think this means? And it's really special. And I think that that's a really important thing to me is unpacking certain things that I think the Lord is stirring up in me or working on in me with other people like that's so much how he teaches me about about love and about his love and like everything about him i learned so much through having conversations with other people yeah that's so important to me yeah and i didn't have that when i was working outside the home but i also didn't really have an established prayer life so i wonder if mm. i wonder if i had had just it's honestly only five, 10 minutes that I'm reading scripture. But throughout that entire week, I'm unpacking, continuing to unpack that the whole time. So awesome. And sometimes the next morning, I'll just go back to that part. You know, someone once said that um, Stephanie Gretzinger, she shared, what, how did she say it? She said like, mm, if the Lord's not speaking to me, I go back to the last thing he said. Yeah. And so, so I, I love that. Like, I'm yeah. just going to keep going back to that. I know that you're there. So if there's not anything new coming up, maybe we're still supposed to be there. Mm, that makes me want to worship right now. That makes me want to. Whew. That's good. That's good stuff. You know, I loved two things you said. Yeah. One, I think just you, you gave us permission to not get through everything in prayer. Yeah. That there's not an agenda. You don't have to finish a chapter. You don't have to write a certain number of pages in your journal. You don't have to finish a whole chapter of a book that you're reading, some spiritual reading. Um, and I think sometimes we feel pressure that prayer has to be productive, but really you're kind of in tune with the Holy Spirit and um, listening to him and you're sensitive to his prompting or, or sensitive to just, I don't know, just sitting with him or sitting with a verse. I loved that. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. So I just encourage, I mean, I still struggle with it. Some days it is hard. Some days the baby doesn't go down until Beth does get here. So we just get right to work. And, and then later on it, I, I can feel just like Beth was saying, you know, it just feels a little bit different when you do have that special time. Um, but again, I really put it on me in terms of it. I just need five minutes and I can do it for five minutes. Totally. Like I, it doesn't have to be a, 
for my time in my life right now, it's not an hour. It could be if I carved out the time, if I prepared things, it could be. I mean, if the baby was sleeping, I yeah. mean, you have to really be gentle with yourself. That's what, you I, mean. what I mean. Yeah. 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 Totally. So the other thing I loved that you said was um, that we do get to kind of talk about our heart, talk about our faith, talk about what we read and prayed with and, um, and your experience of not having that when you were working. But I, and I think if you identify with that at all, if you're like, I don't, I don't know who I can talk to about my faith. I don't know who I can share like those intimate things that I'm hearing in prayer or things that I'm struggling mm. in prayer and I'm not hearing from God about. Um, sometimes I think when it comes to vulnerability, like it, it just takes one person going first. So if there's somebody from your church or from your mom's group, somebody, um, you know, in your neighborhood and your kids are playing together just to say like, you know, somehow to introduce faith into the conversation and then take the step of vulnerability first. And I think you'll be surprised. I genuinely do. Sometimes, you know, it, it's not going to, it might not be the right fit and that's okay. Don't be discouraged. Be brave again and take the first step of vulnerability again. Um, and you might be surprised that there are friendships in your life, acquaintances in your life right now that are kind of on that outer circle of friends. You're sort of orbiting each other. Mm -hmm. But if you if you were to just share um, something more personal, something more intimate about prayer or faith, that that could be a really meaningful, important relationship, a life giving friendship. Totally. Yeah. That's what I honestly like love blessed is she for this reason is that it can be such a door opener yes. to a relationship like that. Totally. Like you can say, Hey, have you ever heard of this ministry called blessed is she? Mm -hmm. They send out these daily reflections and you can get the daily readings. If they're Catholic, they would, they would know what you're talking about. Um, and then the next time you saw that person, you could say, Hey, did you read the daily devotion for today? So good. Like, this part really touched me or I really love this writer. I always like what she says this, like I really identify with this part of what she was talking about. You know, I just think it's such a cool way to open up the door to those conversations. Yes. Let you, like us. not just starting off with like, Hey, while I was journaling in prayer this morning, <laughs> I know I just met you. Yeah, guys, don't be weird. <laughs> don't be weird about it. Let us help you. Let us be your friend matchmaker. Totally. We're setting you up with other cool Catholic women. There you go. Women. There you go. Yeah. That's so what we're here for. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. And okay. Any other thoughts? I did have another thought, Great. but I can't remember it. Come Shoot. Holy Spirit. I know. It was good too. Let's pray for Dara. Yeah. In the name of the Father, of the Son, of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus, you are good. Thank you, God, that you are so good and loving to us. I pray right now that if anyone listening uh, to this conversation is in doubt of your goodness, yes. is maybe um, has become convinced that you're not good, I pray right now that you would pour out your goodness over them and in their lives and in their circumstances. God, we, um, we worship you and we thank you that you're so good. And that you love us. I pray that you would send um, life-giving 
faith-enriching friends into the lives of all of the women in this community, um, that we could truly support one another and spur each other on in faith, um, that we would even become jealous of one another's prayer lives. Like, like, you know the Lord in such a different way than I've been able to get to know him. I now want to go deeper with you, Jesus, because of this friend's example. I pray that you would multiply the time that women get to spend in your word and in conversation with you, and that you would bless abundantly their efforts with more grace, more energy, and more sleep. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Always more sleep, Jesus. Mm-hmm. There's one more thing I, I thought of. Go for it. I do think it's like a weird thing when I start my day in prayer and I think, okay, Lord, I don't have enough time for prayer that day or whatever, but I stop and I make time for it. The time seems to multiply. Totally. Yes. I think it's a real thing. I'm not just saying that. I, I agree with you. You don't have to. I think the me. Lord does something. Yeah. I think he multiplies sleep too. Like, yeah. like how rested you are. You would rather sleep for 10 more minutes, you know, like yeah. one snooze button. But 10 minutes in prayer will energize you way more than 10 more minutes of sleep will. That's so true. I yeah. never thought about that. It's true. I don't always do it, <laughs> but I know that it's true. <laughs> okay. I remember what I was going to say. So when you have a daily consistent prayer life, when you're in that practice of spending time with the Lord every single day, whether it's five minutes or an hour, Essentially what that does is it keeps the connection alive. It's a relationship, right? So you spend time with that person every single day um, and it keeps your heart attentive mm. to God throughout the day. So you've made that initial connection. Again, just going to advocate for the morning prayer time, <laughs> wherever that happens, however that happens. We're going to make you a bumper sticker, morning prayer time, where it's at. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> So wherever you are, however long it lasts, whatever you do in prayer or, or whatever you do or don't accomplish in prayer, basically that sets you up well to keep the connection throughout the day. So when you're driving in the car um, and a song comes on the radio, you know, you're, you're like drawn back into the conversation that already began that morning. And I think just like sensitive to the movements of the Holy Spirit throughout the day. So I find many times like things that I bring up that morning, God somehow, even if he doesn't answer it in my journal right there at the counter um, throughout the day, like I'll have a phone call that consoles me or a song that makes me laugh or someone will compliment me in a way that I'm feeling insecure. Like God finds a way to answer those prayers and assure me of his presence and love all day long. Isn't that great? No, I love it. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. 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 I was even thinking about how just being in the habit of it, even if it's five minutes, if it's an hour, but being in the habit of it, I feel like I so much more quickly can get into it. Yeah. Like it doesn't take me because I think when I first started being like, okay, I'm going to try to pray every day. It seems like this daunting thing of like, how am I going to like feel into it and like get settled mm -hmm. and feel like I have a rhythm. Mm -hmm. But if you just sit 
like literally it was just like, all right, I'm just going to open the Bible and see what happens. And once I started doing that every day, it's so much easier to just pick up where I was the day before. Okay. I love this. God is so generous, right? So first of all, you're learning his voice. Yeah. You're, you're like tracking with him. You're working on something with him, but also when you make the commitment, like God, there's, there's grace in that. Yeah. If you make a commitment and carve out time, um, whatever time of day, however long it is, God's going to give you the grace to keep going. So there's grace in the starting. There's grace in the keeping it up. There's grace in the persevering totally. when it feels dry and it feels terribly unproductive or it doesn't feel very joyful. There's grace in all of that. So I think oftentimes one of the first articles in the catechism says that, um, it's all God's activity. It's God's invitation to man inviting us into relationship. We think, you know, we turn to God all yeah. the time by our own efforts, but in reality, he is pursuing us and calling us into relationship, loving us into relationship from the beginning of our lives. You know, it's, it's always been his initiation. Yeah. We only respond. He only initiates. So our prayer time isn't a matter of will or, you know, our own strength or discipline, simply a response to God's, you know, loving pursuit of our hearts. Yeah. And I, I think to reframe prayer like that, yeah. instead of like, this is something I have to do, like I get to go and be loved on by someone who loves me more than I even think I'm worthy of love. Totally. Like he thinks I'm the best. <laughs> you know yeah. who doesn't want to spend time with somebody like that i don't know <laughs> nobody it's so good yeah <laughs> you know what i'm really loving too because i've never been a scripture reader before in my life yeah and honestly i'm like obsessed with our bible so i love to read it now yes um you just like you get to read what jesus said i know it sounds so silly <laughs> and i've been doing it my whole life at mass but for some reason, when I'm reading it just on my bed, I'm like, he like actually spoke to his apostles and said these things. And I don't know why it feels different. Jenna, why is it different? It's not silly. It's because you have a relationship and the relationship yeah. enlivens the reading of scripture. Like if you're reading it, like I had this experience just this morning in prayer. I'm also in the gospel of Matthew. If anybody wants to join yeah. us, well, apparently <laughs> we're reading Altogether, the Gospel of Matthew. <laughs> but I was reading this this section. I wish I had my Bible right here. It's in the other room. That I have been reading wrong mm. my whole life, and it's um you know it. I want to say it's Matthew ten. Um, like whatever's done in the dark will be brought to light. Mm -hmm. And I always read that from a fearful point of view. Yes. That like. You better watch yourself. Yep, you better. Totally. You better. It's gonna come out. Totally. It's gonna come, everyone's gonna know. I'm so glad I'm not the only one who thought of the line that way. Totally. You know. Yeah. And the more that I get to know God, it's like today. It's like the blinders were off my eyes. You know. I read that and I understood God is saying, "I see what you do in the dark. Mm. Like I see the sacrifice. I see your tears." I see the way you love people and support your friends and, you know, work hard to 
love your family or reconcile that relationship. I see what's done in the dark and I'm going to bring that to light. Mm. That's going to be your glory. The stuff that you think nobody sees that you're doing good. That's crazy. But it's because now I know God as a, a loving father yeah. that I'm not afraid of him pointing out my weakness and my sin. Right. He's actually saying, I, I see the best things about you and I want to put them on display. It's because of the relationship. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? It's crazy. The Lord. It's so amazing. cool. Yeah. Yeah. And that's one of the fruits right. of my time in prayer. Yeah. Just today. So good. We're just shaking our heads. So good. <laughs> you can't see that. What? <laughs> I mean. Well, thank you so much for your question, Dara. I mean, I want to talk about prayer all the time. So ask us all the prayer questions. All the prayer questions. Yeah. We love it. And anything else, Beth? That's all I got. I'm just still smiling from this conversation. We're just going to keep smiling, y'all. I hope you're smiling too. See you later. Thanks so much for gathering with us here on the Blessed Is She podcast. Send over all your questions using the Anchor app. We'd love to hear from you. Connect with us at blessedishe.net slash community and join us on all your favorite social media platforms. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I love Twitter. Until next time.